Well, hello and welcome to In the Growth Space. I am David McGlennon, and I'm really glad that you're here today. You know, today is a very special episode. Um, I get the privilege of having a conversation with a leader that I have followed and uh, had the privilege of of really following for a number of years, uh, a guy by the name of Jim Pashak. And so uh, some of you may know my history or at least a little bit of my history. Um, I was part of a team that helped uh, get uh, Bravo off the ground and get it started and, and, and grow, uh, grow um, over a number of years. And um, so today I get to actually have a conversation with my good friend, Jim Pashak. He's also the retired CEO of Bravo. Uh, he's now on to doing some other consulting work and, and you'll hear more about that in this conversation. But, you know, Jim started the, this company, Bravo, um, in October of 2008. And if you recall anything about 2008, it wasn't a great time to be starting a company. Uh, most people might even think that it was the worst time to start a company. But I'm here to tell you that when you have a company that provides a, a solution to a really big challenge, anything is possible. And you're going to hear some of the lessons that, that, that Jim learned through all of the twists and turns uh, in the growth uh, of, of Bravo Wellness. You know, Jim did lead the company through a lot of twists and turns, and he's going to share with us some of his greatest lessons and some of his growth lessons uh, in, in our conversation today. And you'll notice that Jim is a really humble leader. Um, he's got so much wisdom to share. And honestly, since we know each other so well, uh, we talk a lot about uh, just different growth inflection points in, in the growth journey of, of Bravo. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, I would recommend <laughs> that you go to YouTube and at least check out uh, the, the YouTube uh, video because uh, my, our, our podcast team is going to insert uh, a picture, a surprise picture. Uh, uh, let's just say it's, it's something that Jim and I talk about and share. Um, it's a little bit embarrassing for me, but hey, I figured it'd be fun to include. So, so go to the YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber of the YouTube channel yet, uh, make sure you subscribe and, and hit the, the little bell button to make sure that you uh, know about uh, the, the podcast when we release new episodes. And that just reminds me too, if you're not listening uh, on the, the YouTube channel, um, please just hit subscribe here on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to. Um, and make sure that you rate and, and review as well. Uh, we really appreciate that. We want to be able to help more leaders to learn from other leaders and, and to grow and to, to develop their own leadership and their life and, and, and loving their, their leadership and, and loving their growth path as well. Speaking of that, one more thing before we get into today's episode, I just want to encourage you to um, join us at our Inner Circle Summit. We have our annual Inner Circle Summit coming up on November 30th. And I just want to invite you, our podcast listeners, uh, to that to that uh, gathering and to the gathering of the community of our inner circle members. We're not allowing um, other people outside of our community to to come in unless they have been vetted by one of our inner circle members. So it's something we're experimenting with this year. And we want to invite you, since you're listening to the podcast, to join us. You can go to davidmcglennon.com. So it's www.davidmcglennon.com 
forward slash inner circle summit 2023 for all the details and to get registered. Now let's get into this conversation today with Jim Pashak. Well, hey, Jim, welcome to In the Growth Space podcast. Man, I am so glad that you're here. And I, I've been waiting to, to do this conversation for quite some time. Thank you, Dave. It's always a pleasure to connect. And I was honored that you reached out to me. Man, it's it's so good. Um, you know, for those of you listening, um, before we started, hit, you know, hit record, you know, Jim and I were just kind of catching up, catching up on family and stuff like that. Jim and I know each other. We go way back. We won't say how far back, but we go a ways back. And uh, it's 19 uh, years, David, 19 years. I is it really? Today. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, well, don't picture your kids so little. I know. Yeah. And yours, too. <laughs> and we we're talking about grandbabies and everything, man. Oh, gosh. Well, because we go so, you know, so far back, you know, this, this is going to be a great conversation for sure. As long as, you know, Jim doesn't, you know, tell too many uh, embarrassing stories about me, but you know, he might, I don't know. <laughs> I do but, have a few photos from costume day. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, you know what we, I, I, I probably, I need to have you send me one of those because I was telling somebody about Richard Simmons uh, on uh, some, some, I don't know, sometime I was talking about that and I couldn't find the photo. So if you still oh, have that, I think I know where it is. <laughs> oh gosh, that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So for, for those of you who um, are, are, are watching on YouTube, if we find the, the photo, um, we'll, we'll plug it in here. I'll ask my podcast team to plug it in here. So that'll be an incentive. If you're only listening to it on the podcast platform, go to the YouTube channel and, and check out me as Richard Simmons. So um, so you gotta, you gotta tell, you know, the story about like what, it, what's, why was I dressed up as R Richard Simmons in the first place? Well, I mean, first of all, my understanding was you didn't have to purchase anything new for this costume. <laughs> like you already had. That's true. So I did. I'm going to rat you out there a little bit. I did. Yeah. <laughs> but so you know, the, the, the company we worked at together, the company I founded Bravo wellness, uh, mm -hmm. by far our busiest time of year was October. Uh, we like to do a lot of fun things and Halloween came and went and we're like, we don't have any time for a costume party or anything yeah. like that. So we threw one in February um, and that it became an annual tradition that every February when it was kind of our slowest month, yeah. we would have this big costume party and everybody got so into it. Um, <laughs> David, you, of course, were not in the Cleveland office. Uh, right. So we invited you to, if you weren't going to be there to, to submit your costume remotely and uh, you were always a great fun participant starting with it. Richard Simmons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk uh, about a great culture, right? You yeah. Know, you had all kinds of superstars uh, like Richard Simmons around the time. <laughs> so true. Oh man. Well, we'll get into the culture here in a bit because it was a great culture and um, but go, go back and, and talk about a little bit about kind of that jumping off point, you know, so you, you founded a company back in 2008. What a great time to start a company, right? At 2008, for those of you who are around in 2008, 2007, 2009, you know, uh, there was a pretty big uh, real estate crash uh, in, in, in that time frame, And so, uh, and, you know, economic headwinds for sure. Um, but you decided to start a company. And uh, so I'm kind of curious just about what did that feel like? You know, there's so many entrepreneurs that just, you know, they, or they, there's people who say they want to be an entrepreneur and they have no idea what that means. And they have no idea what that feels like. 
especially in the face of a, you know, an, an economic downturn. So what was it like for you? Free falling? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, really hoping that there's, there's a net down there and I did the right thing, but you know, there was definitely, uh, for me, it was a faith journey, um, yeah. you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, feeling like I, I really, something I had really been pushing someone else to do, you know, my boss in this case, <laughs> I, I felt like I had a winning business idea, a great strategy. I had it all on paper. Hey, why don't you go do this? Why don't you hire me to, you know, to do this and let me run with it. And I was so confident. And, you know, after being rejected numerous times, uh, finally had a, had a friend say, why don't you go do it? Okay. Yeah, you know, here I am a, a sole provider for a family of six. I have a kid in college, have, have, have three kids, uh, ages 12 to 15, um, in addition to the one in college and, and a stay-at-home wife and credit card debt through the roof. And you know, now with the housing crisis, I had no equity and I'm like, yes, I should go start a company, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, the more I, I put it out there and just started putting it in motion, I receive validation of mm. kind of if I if you build it we will come yeah and um, but you know I I don't have I don't have that story of the kid who grew up always wanting to be his own boss I loved my benefit package man yeah, I loved four hundred one k I loved to check every two weeks I, I, you know I I was not wired to say I I want the risk. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think to your question, it was, it was a matter of planning, you know, hoping for the best, but, but preparing for the worst. Sure. And, um, when I talked to my kids individually and, and my wife and I, you know, talked and prayed through it, we were really braced for some very hard times. Fortunately, in our case, they didn't last very long, yeah. but, you know, taking that step, um, it was terrifying and exhilarating and fun and miserable, like every day. <laughs> yeah, every day. <laughs> and I don't know how else to describe it. It's like you're yeah. going to experience every emotion almost every day. Almost every day. Yeah, no doubt. Well, man, I tell you that the the cool thing is knowing you know the the ride because I was I was on that ride, you know, for a good part of it. And, you know, I it it was kind of wild because. So there was so much, you know, you mentioned faith and, you know, there was so much prayer that we did. And I remember um, when we would get together and, and, you know, kind of plan, we, we had what we called our push list. I don't know if you remember this or not. Oh, sure. Yeah. Pray, pray until, until something, something happens. Exactly, man. And it's amazing. Those, those, those companies or targets that we had on our list that we were praying after and, and going after, um, it's amazing that, you know, a, a lot of them, you know, came to be clients. Some of them didn't. And it's probably a good thing. I remember I, a, a, at least one or two that were on our list that it's like, whew, glad we didn't get that one because it, we would have imploded. But, but, you know, yeah. prayer yeah, that, was such that, a that, integral that was part. actually a lesson. I remember, you know, that it was, um, pray until something happens to me, man, pray until they sign a contract. Right, right. Yeah. One day it was like, no, that's no. not what it means. Like them <laughs> saying no is a good thing. It's them that something happened. You stopped wasting your time 
yeah. on this opportunity that isn't going to move forward. And now you can put your time and attention on, on something that has a chance. And yeah. so like learning to accept that no is something happening. And that's, that's a, a good yeah. thing. And that's what you've been praying for. That, that was a big time of, uh, I would say, growing up as a leader. For me. Yeah. Well, and, and and I guess, you know, thinking about your growth journey and, and the company's growth journey, how would you describe like both of those? I mean, did they, did they, the, you know, your personal growth journey, I've always heard and, and have experienced that, you know, a growing company is really all about a growing leader. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious about like, what was that like for you just growing as a leader and growing a company at the same time? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you would know, um, <laughs> my, my, it's kind of like when your kids grow up and go to therapy, <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm sure I have employees who had to go to therapy, uh, cause they were learning at my expense. I mean, it, I was learning at their expense, I should say. Um, it, it, it was really a matter of um, recognizing, like I wasn't, I didn't have time and I wasn't smart enough to, to not be the same guy at home and at church and in the community as I was at work. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it didn't, it didn't help in that sense that like I also hired my kids and my relatives and my neighbors and my friends. Um, and so like, they, there's only one guy, there's only one gym. Yeah. And so you can't profess to be a, a person of integrity and then not be a person of integrity at work. You All can't right. talk about time management and prioritizing your family and then neglect your family as, as an entrepreneur CEO. Um, and so I was constantly, um, under the microscope, if you will, probably more so by myself than others actually, mm. but really trying to make sure that I was walking the talk. Yeah. And I, it absolutely forced me to be more disciplined in my personal life and spiritual life. If I expected to be disciplined and have my, my team be disciplined on the, on the business side, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Were were there inflection points or or parts of that journey that you can like point to and you think, wow, you know, that was really a big moment, or or were they just do they just kind of all blend together? Sometimes you don't know them when you're in them, um, yeah. but you know when you when you look back, um, you know, first of all, I got to tell you, I mean, I I don't mean to come across as if, you know, I I. I walked blamelessly for 15 years. Like I stumbled a lot personally, spiritually, um, professionally. And, you know, it's a matter of um, how you react. And I, one of the things I tried to do was encourage my employees and my close friends to hold me accountable. For example, we have core values up on the wall. Like if you're reading a core value and you see us as an organization or me personally behaving in a way that doesn't align to that, like it's your responsibility to call that out. You don't have to do it like in an all company meeting, but like right. you come to yeah, me, right. <laughs> you know, to try to create an atmosphere where it's safe. It's not only safe, but it's, it's encouraged that you do that. And hopefully it's a simple misunderstanding that we can clear up. But other times, you know, I learned I was, I was off track and um, 
appreciated those people willing to speak out. Yeah. Um, the inflection points, you know, the biggies were always regulatory in our case. Yeah. So sure. we were kind of birthed with the safe harbor to the wellness, you know, to the for, for wellness and non-discrimination rules under ERISA. Like that's as boring yeah. as it gets. <laughs> um, but as we we anchored a business strategy in helping organizations comply with complex regulations, we found those regulations just kept changing. Yeah. And everything we told you to do last year, you're not allowed to do starting, you know, in January. And we have to re-engineer this entire thing sometimes at a loss because you weren't paying us to do all this extra work, but the world changed. Mm -hmm. um, so we had you know, the Affordable Care Act as a major inflection point, uh, yeah. the EEOC coming out of nowhere and suing companies for their wellness program was a major inflection point. Yeah. Um, when we finally did secure some outside private equity in uh, 2014, it was a big inflection point. Yeah. You know, and then yeah, I hire a president, you know, I try to take a, a smaller role um, and, and, and delegate, um, you know, things that I had always done haphazardly in many cases. Um, but, you know, those are all, those are all big inflection points that, yeah. that change kind of the trajectory, at least for a season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just even as you're sharing that, I'm I'm thinking back. I'm I'm flashing back in my mind because I know those inflection points. You know, I I, I remember them, and and I think the the one thing that that came to my mind was, or or maybe it was more of a question than anything is, you know, you talked about um, the, the inflection point of hiring a president and delegating some stuff. How how easy or hard was that for you in terms of like delegation and? And because I, I know I, I work with, you know, a number of leaders right now that that's a, that's a really tough thing. They, they go from becoming or being the, um, you, you know, the, the, the doer, the integrator in EOS language to, you know, maybe become more of the visionary and, and letting go of some of that stuff that they, they used to do all the time is really tough. And I, I, I don't know if that was, you know, hard for you or if it came, you know, naturally I, you know, I'm just kind of curious about how, how that delegation went for you during that, that inflection point. Um, you know, it's a great question. I, I, I remember on one hand feeling like I delegated too much too quickly mm. um, because I was so ready to give it up. I, it was sure. not fighting, but <laughs> don't take it from me. I'm like, Hey, this is all yours. Please. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I loved being out with customers. I loved being, mm you know, uh, at, at industry seminars and, and yeah. trying to impact uh, regulations for the future and um, running webinars and things like that. Um, man, I didn't want to deal with HR issues. I, I, I didn't want to deal with our finance and accounting and tax planning. I didn't want to deal with our IT um, scalability concerns and, you know, infrastructure. Um, I absolutely respected the need for all of that and, and wanted to equip it well. But I think I pushed a lot of that too quickly, mm. making assumptions about um, how others would think about it. Mm. And then, yeah. you know, you come, you, you insert yourself back in there, you know, nine, 12, 15 months down the road going, how do we get here? Yeah, sure. And, and if you're going to do that, I mean, you've got, 
you've got to accept the fact that you're part of the problem mm. and, you know, support that leader, even if they didn't do what you would have done. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Just to be able to kind of go back and, and look and, and support the leader. Um, you know, if, if you were to do it all over again, Jim, is there something that you might do differently just in terms of like starting a company or, you know, yeah, just in, in starting the company and then, and then growing it like you did? You know, I think about that. Um, I have time to think now. Sometimes yeah, I think about do. that too much. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I don't know that it's that different from, from any other part of life where you realize eventually like the road, the road is why you are who you are and the failure shaped the person you became, the, the mistakes became lessons that were turned into opportunities. Um, you know, and so if I didn't make that mistake, would I have ever, would these next four things have happened that caused me to eventually hit this home run? Like, yeah, I don't know that I would want to mess with that. Right. Yeah. I was thinking back to like the old twilight zones with Rod Sterling, you know, when they would go back and change something. <laughs> yeah. and you find out like, Oh my gosh, I'm not a grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, mess with that time. Continuum, like, well, I yeah. One thing. And, yeah. So I'd be afraid to, to say I, I would have done much differently. Yeah. That said, as I find myself now, you know, coaching my thirty-year-old son a bit on, on running his business and yeah. working with some entrepreneurs and companies that I've invested in, like I absolutely have a ton of lessons learned that I, I yeah. hope they don't repeat some of those mistakes. Yeah. No, I love the way you framed that too, because I think that as I as I think back on just you know things that I've messed up and, and, and mistakes that I've made in the past, as I, as I think about those, those become those lessons and, and those things that I can draw from to be able to, you know, coach mentor and be able to, to help others. And, and, um, would I, you know, was it fun going through them? No, no, <laughs> not, not really. Um, but it, it was worthwhile for sure. And, um, yeah, I think that every entrepreneur, probably has those kinds of stories where they think, well, it, it is what it is. And it made me who I am. And, and if I can take those situations and learn from it, I, I don't want to change it because I, you know, it's, it's who I am today. So I mean, speaking, certainly it's harder okay. when you, when you think about the economics of some of those things, like yeah, if true. you really believe something would have been a $50 million decision and you didn't make the right one, like that, that'll eat at you a bit. Like, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but like you, you truly do have to look for the the lesson in there. And I don't know if you remember telling me telling my pony story over the years, but like if you see a giant pile of crap, you can complain yeah. about it or you can start digging looking for the pony that made it. Right? Like, exactly. There's a pony in there somewhere. <laughs> I just encourage you, like if you're dealing with a, with a big pile, start digging the, looking for that, you know, find the pony. Find the pony. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. That's uh, yeah, so good. Uh, you know, um, there's, there's so many places I could go with that because I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about the unicorn and, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, we'll, we'll save that for off camera. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Um, so, you know, talk about, you know, well, one thing I did want to ask you about, um, and, and I'd love for you to share this because it's something that I think you and I have in, in common. And that is, 
our dads, you know, and, and, and I, I, I knew your dad, I loved your dad and, and, you know, Papa Pashak had such a profound influence on the company and the culture. I, I actually get choked up, you know, thinking about it, but I, I'm kind of curious just in your words, you know, what did you learn from, from your dad and how did he impact you, you know, in the, in the company that you, you built and grew? I mean, I should, I should write a whole book just on that. You know, there, there's, there's so much. Um, my, my dad was the most uh, content individual. Um, and, you know, I, I knew him when we had nothing, you know, and, and he would always set that example of uh, humbling yourself, helping people, expecting nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's the guy who'd give you the shirt off of his back. Uh, and, and like those, he wasn't a different person at work either. Yeah. And, and so even if he had to terminate somebody, like he's the first one to try to turn that into a positive and open his network and help them find their next opportunity, uh, recognizing that, you know, this was a season that it didn't work out. What did we learn from it? What did you learn from it? How can you turn that into something better? Mm-hmm. I, that's something I took away, you know, in, in realizing that um, I, I remember being at a point, for example, once where I I felt like anytime somebody left the organization, I failed them. Mm. You know, they're leaving because I didn't create what it is they thought they were coming here to do. Mm. And first of all, I was convicted by God saying, stop trying to do my job. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, you, exactly. you know, you're not their source, I'm their source. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I remember my dad telling me, like, it. nobody is, it's very rare for somebody to come to any organization and work there for 40 years. Like, yeah. I started the company after three jobs I had, and I liked all three of them. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you, you outgrow things, people outgrow organizations, you outgrow the people, um, and, and their seasons, um, of, of life and seasons of your career that it's not a failure when there's change. It's usually growth when there's change. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, taking that lesson from my dad helped me immensely. Mm. He, he also, David, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't share, like, we were all very, very competitive. So anybody who was, I'm <laughs> yes. the youngest of eight. Yeah. Anybody who was on the Bravo softball team or corporate challenge, I think you were there for some of oh, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, but my dad hated to lose. But <laughs> That's why you like the Steelers, he, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. He, he was definitely better off being a Steelers fan. Than Brown <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing he hated more than losing with seeing somebody play as if they didn't care if they won or lost. Mm-hmm. And so like bringing your A game, even if you're outmanned, you know, you're, you're, you're out of your league, like you better play like you want to win. Yeah. And you better lose with grace and dignity and, and, you know, not throw tantrums. Mm-hmm. And that was something I remember from T. Paul that I I I know affected me, you know, as a CEO. Yeah, I love that. Well, it it you know it's so funny because as you were sharing that story, 
I remember a a mug that you had that said expect to win. I'm looking and around because like I think it's here. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was wondering it's if somewhere. you still had it. I but you know that I I I I still remember that to this day because that to me it it really spoke to a mindset of going into a situation where you're competing and you expect to win. And, it, and, you know, if I don't win, well, then what am I going to learn from it? And what, how am I going to win the next time? So I, I just, I, I loved that. It, it was one of those things that, you know, seems silly, but it's like, Hey, where's the expect to win mug? I got to get some coffee. You know? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I actually had to take it out of the, uh, the shared cup cabinet because I was afraid it would, get broken eventually but it's yeah. it's like in the museum now of, of the, I love it. my archives uh so if you remember the store accessories that goes back yes. a while oh yeah that was I... accessories mug that i believe I, I bought in the early 90s um, <laughs> I love that. when even though i was i loved my job you know i was looking for side hustles regularly to supplement our income yeah um and i got involved in the amway business okay yeah and it wasn't so much the people at Amway with network marketing, but my upline in that business uh, really became my career coaches in introducing me to Zig Ziglar, John yeah. Maxwell, Les Brown, Dennis Waitley. You know, I read The Magic of Thinking Big. I read Thinking oh, yeah. Grow Rich. I started reading you know, The Seven Habits and things that I, I had never been exposed to anywhere in my past. Yeah. And that whole concept of expecting to win really came out of um, that mindset that they they brought of saying, you know, prepare to be mocked, prepare to be made fun of, prepare for people to tell you they want you to succeed, but not really support you. Um, and, you know, get a thick skin um, was a big part of that lesson. But um you know, recognizing you have to visualize the the win, and yeah. you know whether that's yourself on a podium in the Olympics, or, or that you you know being able to pay your house off. Like, what is it that is going to make you feel like you've achieved what you set out to achieve? Draw a picture of it, cut a picture out of a magazine, stick it on your refrigerator. Yeah. Like, make that the focal point and expect mm -hmm. to win. That all came through that Amway experience, quite honestly. And, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't know any other way to lead after that, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's so cool. I I I, I think of um, you know, that and and you know, like when you mentioned like Zig Ziglar and um, you know, John Maxwell and some of those, you know, great, you know, great leaders and great ins inspirers. Um, I think that all of those um help shape us in some way. Um, I, I, is, is there anybody else that shaped you, um, you know, just shaped your leadership journey? I, I mean, I knew about your dad, but I was just kind of curious if there's anybody else that shaped you. Many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, you know, and this is something that I try to be intentional about because of it. So like they weren't big authors, you know, speaking in, in, in the arenas to 50,000 people, they were usually like, a neighbor, a friend, a mentor, a, a, a boss. Um, and, and in my, I have uh, an EO entrepreneur organization forum that I've been meeting with, you know, once a month for the last several years. And we just had this conversation of like, who were those people and have you told them? Mm, 
Yeah. And I actually went out and told some of my former bosses. I remember a mm. guy named Jim Wiest in the probably 1991, 92-ish. I was a young claims supervisor at an insurance company. <laughs> and I put forth an idea and and he wrote in big blue letters on the proposal, you know, innovation. And, you know, this little blurb of just, you are an innovator. I appreciate your, your uh, willingness to present these innovative thoughts. I accepted that. I, I like, from that day forward, I'm like, I'm an innovator. I didn't even know how to spell innovator. <laughs> That's great. But like, I didn't. I know he didn't know the impact that that little gesture had on me. And I, and I told him, you know, here he is in his sixties now. And, and he just wrote me the greatest thank you for, for sharing that. That's cool. But I, you know, I, I had uh, probably a dozen people like that, that I could go back and say, here was this moment where they took the time to see something in me. I didn't see in myself mm -hmm. and encourage me and think about how, how powerful our words are. Yeah. When, when we take the time to do that for others. Yeah, man. I'm so glad that you said that, Jim, because um, I just got to tell you, you know, you were that for me. And, um, you know, there, well, there was quit? a, <laughs> I didn't quit. I didn't quit. <laughs> I went from strength to strength, man. <laughs> no, seriously, though, you know, you, you know, you, you see in people's things that they don't see in themselves. And it's, it's really cool to be able to, to have somebody believe in them. You believed in me at a point in my life when I didn't necessarily believe some, you know, believe in myself. And it really made a big difference. I mean, it made, it set me on a trajectory to, to win. And, and really, I think that the, you know, the experience that I had, you know, at Bravo and, and really building with the team there and growing um, helped grow me in a way that um, I didn't even know it at the time, to be honest. I, I, I think some of the things looking back, I see as stepping stones and, and growth points for myself. And um, it, it really helped me to become who I am today. And I, so I just, you know, I have to say, I appreciate that, you know, well, thank you. you. I'm very humbled by that. I, nah, I really appreciate it. It's amazing. It's easy to do, Darren. You got a, <laughs> a lot of good things, a lot of good tools to work with. And congratulations on where you're at with your business, because I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised at your success at all. Uh, you're you're a, you know, born leader and coach. So it's yeah, thank you. To play a role in, in uh, Yeah, in thank you, man. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a fun ride. It really has, you know. And speaking of ride, I mean, I'd I'd love to uh, hear, you know, what are you up to these days? Obviously, you know, you're yeah. retired, quote unquote retired, but you're actually, you know, really funneling your energy into other avenues. And and I'd I'd love to hear about the impact that you're having and in, in and where you're where you're funneling that energy. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, last last month, actually, last two weeks ago marked a year since i officially retired it's crazy um, man <laughs> and you know i'm i'm proud of myself for saying i didn't do a whole lot for a year good for um, you i i had been promising you know my wife natalie a sabbatical for a very long time and yeah. um, we never we never did anything longer than like a week here and there um so over this last year we did a ton of travel um we spent a lot of very intentional time with old friends and, and family and um, 
we both are fortunate to have our moms with us here locally. So we spend a lot of time with our moms. Um, we became grandparents not too long ago. So we have a, a five-year-old granddaughter, a almost two-year-old granddaughter and a four-month-old granddaughter. Um, and so we, we've been just treasuring every moment with them and, and, and now starting to go to different events, um, you know, their first soccer practice and things like that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just been phenomenal to have the flexibility to do that. Yeah. On the business side, um, I've now started, I did set up a, an LLC Praka business yeah. consulting, which, which is Greek for marketplace, by the way. I love but, it. Uh, it's my marketplace ministry and, yeah. and my way of making myself um, available to uh, to do some consulting and coaching. Primarily, that's been with um, organizations where we've we've made some type of an angel investment, and you know I want to help the uh, the CEO founder in, in those. Yeah. Um, also joined the board of a group called Building Hope in the City. Um, cool. which helps about 7,000 refugees a year that are assigned by the federal government to Northeast Ohio. Um, oh, wow. Find better employment and find transportation, childcare, become uh, official citizens, and teach English as a second language. Wow. Uh, but they have this really cool um, model where they have several for-profit initiatives that spit off about half of the funding needed for the the uh the outreach that they do that's cool so i'm helping on the, the for-profit side with some of my business experience to uh, to help those yeah. flourish and it's a lot of fun i love it man that's that's so great well um i i am so um just excited that you're you know making a continued impact in in the world and and uh, excited to be able to just have a conversation with you here today it's been a lot of fun to just kind of um hear, you know, some of your thoughts on, on, on leadership, on growth. And for those of you who are, are listening and watching, um, you know, one of the things that I talk about all the time is the fact that a company can't grow unless their, their people are growing. And, you know, Jim is one of those people, one of those leaders who really helped his people grow and helped really, you know, support them. And, 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 you know, I, I know you helped support me as I came and went out in, in, you know, into my own entrepreneurial journey. And, um, you've, you've helped a number of other people as well. And, and, um, so grateful for that. And, and I'm so grateful that you, uh, really just kind of built into the people that you were around the, this, you know, idea of growth and, and just continued expansion, because I think it, it makes the world a better place. It makes business, you know, easier and, and, and more fun. And, um, I just uh, appreciate you and appreciate your impact in the world. Well, thank you, David. I I uh, I I think it's partially from my dad, partially just the way I like to operate. But you know, I I always um, try to remember that people are people before they're employees, yeah. and you know, we have so much in common just as human beings. So um, true taking the time as a leader to invite someone to your home, you know, to, I remember hosting poker parties at my house and, and <laughs> yeah. the, the, the number of people who would say, I can't believe the blend of socioeconomic folks that are here, right? Like <laughs> yeah, sure. the, the CFO is playing cards with the person delivering the mail and 
one of yeah. our vendors and my neighbor and an old high school friend. And like, um, <laughs> I loved creating those opportunities where you could just be human yeah. and expect nothing in return and you know help people in a way just by getting to know more about their family and their situation. And mm. I really just want to encourage your listeners and your leaders um, to not overthink this, like be kind, <laughs> so true, <laughs> <Be> concerned, <man. laughs> listen to what they're saying, help yeah. if you can. Uh, yeah. But so many people just want to be and deserve to be respected and treated with dignity, regardless of their paycheck or position. Yeah. They'll build, you'll have loyal employee, you'll have loyalty, you'll have friendships, you'll have true. Uh, people who will go the extra mile just because you you cared and you genuinely cared, cared and didn't you know try to manipulate that and yeah that's what I enjoyed the most in every job I've had in the company and us having such a great relationship after all these years I think is uh, yeah. is evidence of that yeah yeah so true I mean it's so great to be able to develop you know, longstanding relationships that, you know, that don't end with a, a change, you know, and, and I love that. And I, I think that the the leaders that are listening, um, man, you know, take Jim's advice. I mean, care about your people and yeah, maybe go, you know, play poker together or go, you know, go hang out together. Just, it's so, um, you know, that, that human element I think is, is so missing. I, I see it. I see a, a, uh, kind of an uprising now of some some leaders who are starting to see that and and really begin to change and I think that's such a great thing and I think you know the more uh, companies with leaders that do that um, they'll be the ones that succeed in a, a rapidly changing environment so keep spreading the word man I appreciate yeah. what you're doing out there and, and thank you for the opportunity to spend a few minutes with your uh, with your audience yeah. uh, you know happy to to chat anytime my friend Man, thank you so much. Thanks for just sharing a, a piece of your heart, piece of your journey. And uh, really, really uh, appreciate you being here today, Jim. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. My best to the family. Take care. 